Fans of the Dynasty Invest podcast, if you feel like there was one particular episode in the back catalogue in the anthology of Dynasty Invest podcast episodes that really, really, really was massively valuable to you, feel free to share that with a fellow dental colleague who's in a similar position so their understanding of finance can be elevated and they can hit the next level of financial success in their life. Also, as well as that, if you could take two seconds to rate and review this podcast, it would mean the world to me. What that would mean is that it drives this podcast further in terms of reach so that more dentists across the world can be able to benefit from the knowledge contained therein. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Dentists Who Invest podcast. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Dentists Who Invest podcast. Mm-hmm. And I am sat across the Zoom table, if that is a thing, from an esteemed gentleman in the dental world who I know for a fact has a very good profile and lots of people know about him because of his abilities in the dental world. But also we're here to talk about his philosophy on accruing wealth. And it is a powerful message. It is a useful message. It is something that everybody needs to hear. And the the gentleman I'm sat opposite, his name is Devang Patel, and I'm very pleased to have him on the show today to talk about what we're going to talk about. How are you, Devang? I am very well, and thank you very much, James, for uh, such a nice introduction, and thanks for inviting me here. Oh, dude, my pleasure. Anytime. So, Dev, for people who are in the dental world who don't necessarily know yourself or who have yet to meet you or come across you, maybe it might be nice to do a little bit of an introduction just to explain who you are, what you do, and what we're here to talk about today. So hi, everyone. I'm Devang Patel. Um, I'm a restorative and implantologist. So I do mainly full mouth reconstructions and all sorts of implant work, uh, autogenous bone grafting, sinus lifts, um, uh, full arch implants. Um, And I I see patients on a referral basis. I work in Devon and Lechua, so two wide wide areas, and I live in London. So a lot of traveling, and that gives me a lot of time to uh, ponder about and help other dentists, which I love to do. Uh, I also have been teaching at UCL at Eastman Dental uh, Institute since 2011, 2012. Um, yeah, so I, I teach and I work a really good combination. Awesome. And Dev, just to go back a little further, because I know your personal story, don't I? Because we're involved in a few circles together, which are somewhat related to dentistry, but also more on the business side. And you know what I think would be awesome to share? Do you know when you spoke about when you told your you told your story on that course that day about how you, you came from India all the way over to the UK and you had to learn dentistry trial by fire effectively in the UK. I, I would love to hear that again because that was awesome. And I feel like there'll be lots of people out here in the audience who'll connect with you if they could hear that. Would you mind sharing that? Because I thought that was cool. Sure, yeah. So I basically uh, graduated in India and uh, in 2004, um, did my uh, international qualifying examination at that point. Uh, there were three parts. So I, I gave the examination, passed the exam and started working in the UK in 2006 on the day when the UDA system was launched. So, um, uh-huh. you know, I was the first, uh, one of the first dentists who just started without knowing how the old system worked. Um, so um, started UDA system. I worked in, I used to do 9,000 UDAs and uh, a year because it was a predominantly NHS practice and uh, worked for six years. And as everyone, you know, does, I mean, I invested a lot. I did uh, two, three restorative certificate courses, did my MJDF, um, did other CPD events and courses and 
ultimate goal was at that time uh, to become a private dentist where I can just leave NHS and work into private practice. And I thought the only way to do that is to do master's or to become a specialist. Uh, I didn't have money to uh, take three years off uh, work uh, and to become a specialist. So I decided to do next best thing, which is MSc in conservative dentistry from Eastman Dental Hospital. And uh, that is a very unique program where you uh, work um, as much as you want. Um, is The hospital was open uh, for 7.30 in the morning till 11. And um, we treated our patients, but at the same time, we did all our own lab work. So uh, if, you, if I prepare a crown, I would um, restore, I would wax up the crown, cast the crown, you know, polish, finish, porcelain, whatever, and then fit the crown in patient's mouth. So the whole circle is done by me. And uh, it's a good thing because you get a lot of ideas to where you're going wrong and why technicians not being able to give you a good, a good quality work back. Um, so I used to, I mean, I've, I've, I really worked hard. I worked there. Um, I used to be there every day in the morning, 7.30 and 11 o'clock. I, I would go out uh, in the evening, uh, including weekends. So I used to work seven days. Uh, patients only seen in the weekdays, but because you see patients, it create a lot of lab work, which we need to do. Um, so I did uh, that uh, in, over the weekend and, you know, did a lot of full mouth reconstructions. And that's when really I, I appreciated the value of mentoring because I knew or had all the knowledge. Um, so I did all the courses and everything before I had knowledge of full mouth reconstruction. But until someone sits next to you and, you know, tells you what's going wrong with yourself, but with your technique, the way you're implementing what you, you know, uh, it's very difficult to speed up your progress. Um, so, you know, I did a lot of implants. I restored implants. Uh, and it was, yeah, it was very fun. Fun one year. Uh, hard work, but fun. Um, I was given Best Student of the Year prize. Um, I passed with distinction. Um, and it was it was really good. And I really enjoyed it. So when I came out, I thought, okay, you know what? Um, I am uh, on the top of the world. You know, people will be lining to you know, give me uh, jobs. But unfortunately, that wasn't the case. I applied for a lot of jobs, uh, didn't get any, because I guess I was in the middle. I wasn't specialist and I wasn't general dentist. So then I went back to my friend's practice. Um, I did a couple of uh, jobs uh, in between uh, one day on a prior practice here and there. Then I went back to my friend's practice, uh, working in the national health so mixed dental practice, because I didn't have money again because after finishing course um i was broke um i the only thing i was doing is i was teaching which i loved so i was teaching at eastman dental institute uh, msc in restorative dental practice program uh, dentist and i was a program coordinator for that as well and i was also deputy head examiner for ore which is similar to iqe exam so tables were turned uh, one time I did IQ exam and now I was the examiner for the same exam, uh, which was which was a nerve wracking experience. And I can see why people are so nervous. And, you know, I can I can relate to that environment, really. Um, all that, uh, as you said, when I when I when I came to UK, um, I, I was struggling uh, to to speak. And, you know, uh, my English wasn't very good, not 
many people say that uh, someone pointed out that it's not so good. So I'm still improving. Um, but yeah, so going back to working. So my friend gave me a break uh, in mixed practices. And I started working. He, he taught me really how to communicate with patients. And um, he gave me opportunity to go around his practices and see referral patients. And uh, that's what I did. And since 2018 now, I'm just doing patients on a referral basis and seeing doing complex cases, uh, which is really good. And, um, and I think if I don't go, if I wouldn't have gone through that journey, uh, I wouldn't have become the dentist I am because throughout that um, I did uh, after my MSc, I went to what I decided, what he told me actually, uh, which is very good. He's like, look, if you want to learn a skill, you need to learn from the best who is the best. And it doesn't matter whether you have to go, wherever you have to go, just go there and then learn from them. So um, I want you to learn a Kuri technique. So I went to Germany uh, and learned from him. I went twice because one time's not enough. Um, so I went twice. And then one of his assistant professor was assisting me while I'm doing surgery. So I got one-to-one mentoring from him. Um, I learned root canal treatment from John West, who invented pro taper files. So I went to San Francisco, did the course from him. Um, I did perio course uh, for implants from um, Otis uh, and Herzler from Munich. So I went everywhere, did all the courses. So I felt, you know, I'm a very good 360 degree dentist. And then after doing all dentistry, everything involving ortho, perio, endo, whatever you name it, I did everything and I still do everything. But then I decided, okay, I want to now narrow down my skills. And then I chose uh, to do just full mouth reconstructions and implants. And that's what I do now. Wow. You know, and to come from where you were, you know, Deb, you're still only 39. That's the crazy thing. You know, that sounds like the CV of someone who's 60. Are you with me? (laughs) So, So fair play, you know, and it just shows you, you know, if you just double down on investing yourself how far you can go in a certain you know in that amount of time and it's fair to say you came to england it wasn't like you had a silver spoon in your mouth there was a few times when money was tight and you still got to this position so i think that's quite remarkable really you know and it goes to show that if you can excel and get to where you are you personally then that's inspiring for anybody so yeah awesome and that's why i wanted to get you on the podcast because this platform is about investing not just financially in the world's outside of your own head, but also within your own head as well, because that knowledge and that investment also compounds. It just compounds in a different way, which leads very nicely on to what we were speaking about today, what we're going to speak about today, which is the four pillars of investment. And Dev and I were talking off camera just before this podcast happened about these four pillars of investment. And Dev has an amazing philosophy, which I really, really wanted to give a platform to and to share with the world because I know that there'll be people out there listening today who it will ignite and who it will inspire. So therefore, Dev, I'm going to pass the mic over to you once more so that we can speak or so that you may speak on the four pillars of philosophy and you can share those with the audience, what they are, how they work and how they've helped you. Well, thank you very much, James, uh, for again, those kind words. Uh, and uh, look, I'm not an investment guru. You are. So, uh, uh, but my, I have a different philosophy and my investment philosophy is, is a little bit different. It's not, it's not about money. It's, it's about people. So I've broken down investment levels into four levels. 
invest investing in yourself investing for yourself investing for others and investing in others so let me explain all these four pillars so investing um in yourself so before you start investing anything you need to really invest in yourself you need to and that's what i did uh, i can only relate to dentistry so that's what i did in the beginning i really invested i spent you know although i didn't have much money i spent all what i had in courses and doing further education to grow myself um so that i am capable to invest for myself and when it comes to investing for myself uh, you can you know you again you are the expert you know you look into stocks uh, you know uh, bitcoin different things you can do that for you then you can invest for your family and friends and then once you reach that level where you have invested for you know others um you need to then start investing in others which means and that's what i've started doing now so um i've created uh, a group called uh, full mouth reconstruction for gdps on facebook that's where i share all the uh, tricks and tip tips of full mouth reconstruction because that's one way of me uh, giving my time and my effort to the community back and um you know helping uh, others one to one is another way because you know um someone told me that you know if you let's say if you have a 50 billion pounds and if you give 1 million pound on a ch- as a charity and if you have let's say 1.2 million pound and if you give 1 million pound to charity that's a huge difference because you're short of something you're still giving away and for me i i sat down and i thought you know what the the what i am short of is time you know um but if i give away my time to someone that's the best charity i can do uh, and that's selfless because i really need my time uh, and but i am giving it to someone else and that's called investing in others and um so i or you always start investing uh, in yourself because you can't reach level 4 until you finish your level 1 level 2 uh, and you comfortable with level 3 and then you do level 4 where you are you're investing in others because you have something to give back to community and um that's what i'm 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 all about so if you if, if any dentist trying to progress through the career um i would always always advise them to you know invest in yourself like i did and it worked out okay for me um and you know sometimes it's hard it's, it's hard times because you know um usually when you're investing in yourself uh, money is tight because you know you're not at that level and um you know you you have doubts whether it's a it's a good thing to do but or not but you know whether it's a good investor or bad if it's for yourself in within yourself then it's always good investment because you either learn um or you succeed you know so it's it's one way or the other there is no failure because you know even if it gets worse you learn not to do things how to not to do it's hard way to learn it but you know it's one way to learn that thing uh, but yeah so these are essentially four pillars um of investing my way that's cool you know what here's the thing about me when i've done dipped in course i've done a few other courses in dentistry and i only ever did it i only ever did courses when someone else 
pushed me or coerced me into it. And if I would have just did it off my own back, I would have seen that knowledge compound so much more and so much sooner. And actually, that's something I want to touch on just super briefly. Because when I say knowledge compounds, what I mean is everybody knows in investing that when you invest, your money gradually grows until eventually it takes off exponentially. And knowledge is like that as well, because the simple stuff that you learn at the start, the more you learn and learn and learn, the more you connect the dots as time goes on. And actually, when it gets to the point that you're further down the line, you become the expert. Teeny little tiny bits of knowledge that you add on to your knowledge base because you connect them with so many other individual parts of knowledge that you have prior prior to that point accumulated. What that means is that even adding one little tiny bit of information means that you gain exponentially more than the next person because you've already studied that in depth. And that's something I really like. Have you ever, is that something you've come across, Dev? It's an interesting way of looking at it. It is very interesting way of looking at it. I, I haven't come across it, but uh, I can completely relate to that um, because it's, you know, it's, it's just, Compassion, you think I'm doing, I'm doing all this, I'm doing all the time, all this. And, you know, when the dots going to connect, but as someone said, the dot always connects in the past. You cannot connect dots in the future. Right. So, so now the dots are connecting, you know, I've spent all that time, although I don't do endo anymore. Um, I still have the knowledge. The other day I went, uh, one of the associate came back and like, she's stuck uh, with the root canal and just went there and opened the canal for her. So, you know, it's uh, in the molar. So it's, it's, uh, it's, I still feel that I got it and it's, it's, it's good to know uh, that I can help someone, um, uh, you know, with, with those skills. Yeah. And yeah, awesome. Brilliant. Top stuff. And then like I was saying, as I was saying just a second ago, as well, in addition to that, I only ever did, I only ever pursued these courses. I only ever did them if my principal or somebody else said to me, James, you have to do it. That's the point in you being here. I never really did it off my own back. Okay. Now, some people will be listening to this and they'll be, th- they, they mightn't have that outside influence who's pushing them in the right direction. Those people who need to be inspired to go and learn, if you could go back and speak to a young, well, actually, no, let me rephrase that because young, younger Dev had this already. So he didn't need anybody to have words with them. But let's imagine there's somebody out there today and they need a little bit of coercion to start investing themselves to do dental courses. What would you say to those people? What are they, what are you seeing having come out the other side that they're not necessarily seeing? Try to put themselves in, try to put yourself in their shoes. I think, uh, James, what it does is that it opens up a lot, many doors. So, you know, for if I want to invest now, if I want a new loops, I don't have to think about money. If I want to invest into all my investment is dentistry related, unfortunately, I'm sad. But, if you know, if I, if I want to go away, uh, you know, which, I mean, I'm not a holiday person, but let's say if I want to go away, I don't need to, I don't want to have to think about money yet. So with with investing in yourself uh, and doing those courses and everything, a if you if you're planning to do dentistry for long term, obviously, um, a I think it's good for your patients and it's it's patient deserves best from ourselves. But b it will give you that flexibility to do quality dentistry because I see many dentists who are who are, who don't they don't like dentistry or they're frustrated. It's not because they don't like dentistry or they're frustrated with dentistry. They Many times they're frustrated with the system. They're frustrated with the with the environment they're in. They're frustrated with the mundane work day in, day out. They could just go clean the teeth, do the filling. So uh, for me, whenever I get bored, I go and do another course because I always learn something new and it just keeps me going. 
And so people who are really thinking about whether to invest in courses or not, um, I would look into doing it like two reasons. One is just to keep the dentistry, you know, uh, spiced up. So you learn something new, you get excited, you come back and, you know, book another course, maybe a couple of months or a few months later, straight away. So you look forward to that course. There's something professionally you, you're improving on. Um, and also it, it gives you another vehicle to fulfill your other needs. Um, you know, you when you do the courses, obviously you improve your quality of dentistry and inevitably you, you get remunerated for that. And, you know, with that, uh, you can spend that on things what you need and, you know, you get less stress because of that. So, so two ways, yeah. So uh, for me, it's it's more motivational thing as well as um, generating income. Yeah, one hundred and ten percent. Well, there's a saying that I love, and it is, "You don't know what you don't know." You literally cannot fathom what is outside of your head, what information is out there until you begin to learn about it. And you know, I see so many. I think that it's common in dentistry that people feel stuck in a rut in their career. And the, the, the thing about dentistry is it always blew my mind. You know, we're, we're talking about from here to here. So from the base of your nose to the bottom of your chin and what's inside your mouth. Yet there is just so much stuff out there. Like the, the, the amount of information just is unending and complex and there's so much to it. So there's always going to be more to learn. So I suppose it's about rolling the dice immersing yourself in that environment where you feel like there's going to be something that's going to bring another dimension to it and then implementing it in your dentistry itself. And I used to get really excited when I learned something from another course because I could take it and I could implement it the next day. And that was the cool thing about dentistry. And we've also said the E word a few times, exciting. That's what life should be about. You know, before it's money, before it's anything else, we've only got so much time on this earth Every moment that we spend not being excited and not having fun is time that we don't get back. There's no rehearsals in this life. And that in itself is a reason in, 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 in essence for me to do that even on its own, even before we talk about anything else. And I just think that's a really nice way of looking at things. And that's my philosophy as well. So, Dev, you spoke about learning. You spoke about dentists. You spoke about your own path and also what route you went down and all the courses that you've done and all the rest. Let's say in the audience, there's some, you also own practices as well. So there'll be some dentists out there who are thinking about taking the leap to own their own practice. Where would no, you... I sorry, I don't own practice. I'm an associate. I work, I visit practices, sorry. Oh, because oh, I'm sorry. It's, 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 I think I feel that if I would have owned the practice, um, maybe uh, I wouldn't have been able to do progression in this way because... My progress is very focused on educating myself, developing skills. Um, I have not invested anything into business or time, money, anything. Uh, all my investment went into improving my skills and getting better at it and practicing those skills. And I feel that maybe that may have benefited me a little bit. And that's why I feel that the associates are in a good position because they don't have this worry about staff, especially now, staff recruiting staff is nightmare. And, you know, if someone's off for COVID or not, it's, it's just, I, I feel that right now, uh, it's, it's a privilege to be an associate. Um, and if you're an associate, you're in a best position really 
to learn the skills and improve and hone it before you buy your own practice. So you are really set that when any patient comes through your practice, you know that you can deal with them. And and I think uh, for me, being an associate was a blessing, really. Uh, and I'm glad I didn't buy the practice um, till yet. Yeah. Real quick, guys, I've put together a special report for dentists entitled The Seven Costly and Potentially Disastrous Mistakes That Dentists Make Whenever It Comes to Their Finances. Most of the time, dentists are going through these issues and they don't even necessarily realize that they're happening until they have their eyes opened. And that is the purpose of this report. You can go ahead and receive your free report by heading on over to www.dentistinvest.com forward slash podcast report, or alternatively, you can download it using the link in the description. This report details these seven most common issues. However, most importantly, it also shows you how to fix them. I'm really looking forward to hearing your thoughts. Okay, my mistake. I thought you owned a dental practice. Okay, let's flip this question on its head then. In that case, why is it? Now, you've already summarized this just now. I know that you know you, you, you want to remain an associate, etc., what would you say there'll be people out there who want to buy practice because they think it's their only path to wealth? Yeah. That is such a misconception. That is a massive misconception. There are so many avenues open to you. And just like what we were saying over earlier, you don't know what you don't know. So you yourself, Dev, you've invested money in growing. I know that you don't have a practice, but you have got other businesses simmering on the side. What other potential avenues are open to those associates who feel like they're very blinkered and that their only path to success and wealth is owning a dental practice? What other options do they have that they're not seeing? Um, I feel that um, it depends. If you, if you, if you, I'm not a, I, I'm a quite clinical person, so um, I never was uh, interested in owning a practice. I never say never. So maybe one day, maybe who knows, but um uh, maybe if I if I'm opening a teaching institute, that's different because teaching is my passion. Um, and with regards to the dentists who feel that you know practice owning the practice is the only way to progress in the career, uh, it I, I would certainly say yes, it's one of the way to to do that because you can then leverage right. So you can leverage other dentists, other people, um, and you can you can you can get progress more. But as you as you were saying in your um, last podcast, right? So there are three ways um, of of leveraging, and um, one of the way is uh, you know educating, creating content. So if you if you're an associate and if you have got that skill, then you can use your remuneration, whatever you have, knowledge or money, because I would consider knowledge as a remuneration as well. Because when you work, when you gather all this knowledge. Uh, you come up with your own idea and your own knowledge. So it's it's quite bespoke to you. So when you have this knowledge and remuneration, you can then invest that into other pots. So, you know, money, you can, you know, you're doing amazing job in helping dentists in, you know, investing into different sources, Bitcoin or, or any other financial sources. Um, education, if you have, if your knowledge of education, then you can educate other dentists and, you know, do what you love. So rather than owning the practice, and I've I've seen a lot of people who are successful 
associates and it's growing the number is growing because running a practice is is it's hard work uh, especially nowadays so um but uh, practice owners will not go back and become associates so you know it's 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 both they both love what they do but i i personally feel that um just because you're an associate doesn't mean that you're limited in your uh, capabilities um and you can certainly invest in other sources to generate income or but i think even i feel that you're more flexible because you can do other things whereas if you're a practice owner then you're quite focused into one business you know here's the thing there'll be lots of people out there listening today who genuinely have a massive passion for being a principal dentist and that's totally fine there'll be people out there who have no interest in being a principal dentist which is also totally fine but then there'll be a group of people in the middle who feel like they want to push themselves to excel in so far as they become more financially successful and they genuinely feel like being a principal dentist is the only means to do that i know for a fact there are people out there like that and we're pe- speaking to the people in the middle that you know perhaps some of those people will be correct the correct people to be a principal dentist but actually it's worth exploring these other options before you maybe take on a huge amount of debt to get a practice because there's no way once you've got that you've got that and you're locked in effectively or it's going to certainly be difficult to get rid of so those are the people that we're speaking to those are the people that I like to speak to as well and I just say you know what because it you know, that's part of the message of Dentists Who Invest, where I say, actually, guys, there's other ways that you can do this if you wish to. And those three methods of leverage that you were talking about earlier, Dev, just for anybody who's listening, they're the, it's the human method, the cash method, and also the content method. And basically, I could spend about 20 minutes explaining those. Uh, it's probably a little bit more time than what we've got for today. But basically, if you want to become wealthy, you have to pick one of those three methods. And it's worth knowing what they are so that you can be educated and know which path that you're on. Because if the path that you're on misaligns with your goals and what you enjoy in life, then, well, that's not so fun. And life's about being excited and having fun along the way because you don't get this time back and there's no rehearsals, which is a brilliant way of drawing a line under everything that we've just said. Yeah, 100%. And as I said, uh, if uh, and I echo you really, uh, if you're an associate and you know, you feel that you must buy a practice. I don't think that's, you know, there are so many ways to become independent uh, without uh, buying a practice and enjoy your life. I mean, uh, you know, you don't have to buy a practice uh, to be successful. And actually, something's just popped into my head as well. I actually shot a podcast, a little bit of content with Andrew Acton, not terribly long ago from off the top of my head. I think it was about four or five episodes ago. And it was called Is Owning a Dental Practice for Me? So that's definitely worth checking out. Anybody who's teetering on the brink about making that decision. Dev, you have, on the topic of leveraging yourself via media, you hinted at this just a minute ago. You've got your Facebook group, which is centered around dentists who want to become better at full mouth rehabs. And this is something that actually a lot, I, I don't think is actually taught well enough by anybody out there who's running courses at the minute. I genuinely think that. I genuinely think there's a big gap in the market to improve on that. I know that there are courses in my experience that teach the theory, but like we were talking earlier about dentistry, 
there is so much more depth to it and there's so much value in having mentorship on it, which is something I believe definitely could be improved on in this country. That's what your group is addressing. And it'll be interesting to hear a little bit more about that because I think I'm going to join. Oh, thank you, uh, James. Uh, thanks for again, kind words. Uh, so I actually uh, created Pathway to Format Reconstruction because I had a VT tra- uh, I was a VT trainer for one of the dentists. And um, after she finished training with me within a year, she started doing full math reconstruction. And I just felt that, you know, um, if she can do it, why not everyone else is doing it? Because ultimately there are enough patients to go around. I think what's happening is because dentists are um, overwhelmed, from the system, but also they're underconfident that they cannot do full mouth reconstruction. Lots of patients are not being treated uh, properly. And and my aim is to really make sure that patient gets good care. But at the same time, by doing full mouth reconstruction, it's, it's different. You know, the satisfaction you get, your job satisfaction you get by doing full mouth reconstruction is completely different than just doing one class one restoration. And uh, you know, you you many times you change people's lives, and and that's what that's what gets me. So I was thinking about that, and I created a full mouth reconstruction pathway. Uh, the pathway is because I, I again echo you as well that uh, you know I didn't see any program because I, there are lots of implant programs where there is mentoring available, where you know implantologists come to your practice, and I did that as well. I do I do implant, uh, I did implant mentoring as well for a lot of dentists. And I used to go there and, you know, help them out. But there is no mentoring for restorative dentistry, you know. Um, so I created a pathway where uh, there is an online course on full mouth reconstruction. If someone's done an online course, which all the contents for adhesive, you know, direct full mouth reconstructions in there. If someone's done that course and they say, look, you know what, this is good. I can do full mouth reconstruction. That's great. If someone's done that course and then they are like, oh, no, I, I need a little bit more information specific to my uh, for my um, sort of situation, um, then I do hands-on course where they would come and we'll do hands-on practical for six days, uh, various things, occlusion and mounting and, you know, bonding and everything related to full mouth reconstruction. And um, I will then take them through one-to-one case discussion of their cases because again, there are a lot of uh, courses where the, the material has been delivered and then there is no support afterwards. Yes, there are WhatsApp groups, but that's not really, that's not it. You need, you need one-to-one support. Uh, and that's what I, I provide after hands-on course. And then let's say someone's planned the case. But they're still not confident that mm, this is my first case. I want someone to come to my practice then I would go to that practice and get them through doing that first case. So the plan is whoever comes out this whole um, system, they will come out in various levels, but they will come out becoming a full mouth reconstructive dentist. And to help uh, people who are not in the, in the, you know, haven't done the course or can't do the course for some reason or the other, I've created a, a Facebook group called uh, Full Mouth Reconstruction for GDPs where I'm putting on free information for people to improve their their knowledge of full mouth reconstruction. I mean, it's very difficult to teach from, uh, you know, full mouth reconstruction on a Facebook group, but I'm adding information and content. So it helps and it it sort of 
keeps the thinking going of dentists. And hopefully, uh, if not with me, they will do some other courses and help themselves to do this full mouth reconstruction. Because, I mean, if you, if you imagine if you're doing 10 crowns on a 10 different patients, or you're doing 10 crowns on the same patient, the effort is less because you're communicating with just one patient, you're seeing just one patient. Um, and this is another way to obviously increase your remuneration uh, as we were talking about. So, and, and, and use that as an investment. Awesome. So yeah, and I 110% agree. There's so many implant tutors out there and they're, they're good. You know, there's no, there's nothing wrong with, uh, if that's what you do, absolutely nothing wrong, but definitely full mouth rehab, one-to-one mentorship is an essential. And for some reason, People just aren't doing it. And it always was something that interested me a lot. So for anybody out there who's a budding full mouth rehab dentist or even somebody who's really into it, 110% check that group out because to my knowledge, it is unique. Dev, you have been so generous with your time today, sharing your wisdom, knowledge and experience. Is there anything that you'd like to say in conclusion to wrap things up? Um, No, just last word, get investing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i love it nice and succinct nailed it dev it's been a pleasure to have you on the dentistry invest podcast today i'm looking forward to catching up with you very soon my friend i'll see you thank later. you for inviting me my pleasure if you enjoyed this podcast please hit follow or subscribe so you can stay up to date with information on new podcasts which are released weekly please also feel free to leave a positive review so others can learn about this podcast and benefit from it I would also encourage any fans of the podcast to sign up to the free Facebook community from which the podcast originated. Please search Dentists Who Invest on Facebook and hit join to become part of a community of thousands of other dentists interested in improving their finances, well-being and investing knowledge. Looking forward to seeing you on there.